Welcome to the Consultants Council podcast, a place for consulting industry guidance and best practice advisory. Whether you're working to grow in your consulting career, you're managing and developing a consulting firm, you're working with consultants, or you're just interested in business and high-performance advice, we've got recommendations and education for you. I'm Kelsey Kreveling, founder and CEO of Kelsey Consulting, a firm focused on building high-performing organizations, teams, and individuals through a variety of ventures, including the Consultants Council. I've spent my career at the intersection of technology and management consulting, working with organizations across the country to help solve their toughest challenges, while also supporting the growth and development of multiple consulting firms, helping them improve their long-term performance trajectory. In addition, I'm an entrepreneur across a few different industries, and I serve as a startup investor and advisor, promoting the ideas of other entrepreneurs as they work to gain traction in their industries. With so many people gearing up to launch their own businesses and establish their own consulting practices, I want to make available the advice and lessons I've learned along the way. This podcast is made possible by Kelsey Consulting with media support by Class Act Media. For more information, check out our site at theconsultantscouncil.com and kelsey.consulting. That's K-E-L-S-C dot consulting. And now stay tuned for this episode's counseling because the consulting world is full of nuances. And the answer is always, it depends. What's possible? Do more. Hey there, welcome to the Consultants Council podcast. I'm Kelsey Krevling, and I am super excited for today's episode. Joining me is Kalorin Shutrong, and she is a dear friend of mine, but also an incredible entrepreneur in the marketing and branding space. She's also an entertainer, has a background in performing arts and singing, um, and has worked with some really incredible brands. So thrilled to dig into today's episode and how she brings magic to the world. So really excited to dig in today and kind of um, just chat about all things entrepreneurship and magic because Cal, tell us your um, title that you tend to go by for work. For work, um, a lot of people know me as the magical officer. <laughs> Very non-traditional, but it is the role of a CMO and someone who basically manages and oversees all the marketing aspects of the company. Okay, is that a term that you coined or how did you come into that type of a role? It just became something that spiraled out of control. <laughs> Um, well, when I started with Boca, it was like the very first startup that I, you know, got into mm -hmm. and I wore so many hats, as you know, startups are all about kind of maneuvering around the company. And I just started hearing them call me, wow, you're like creating magic. You're making magic. You're like the magical officer. And I was like, okay, then maybe we'll change our title, make it a little less, you know, super corporate-y and make it fun. And that's how the, the magical officer came about. Okay. Now, what do you think about your background lends you to being able to bring magic to the table? So I started my career very, very early. I was 14 and I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a singer, an entertainer. And, you know, I moved to Thailand and had a full-blown career, 12 years, just singing and dancing and touring Asia way before social media was like, you know, a boom. Um, and it really taught me a lot of behind the scene work and what goes on before you become this product launched into the market, right? Like before that, all I ever knew was, wow, this artist is great. This music's cool and this music video is nice. But the work that goes on behind that, 
marketing, the planning, the strategy, that was where I fell in love with marketing. I was like, wow, you know, like if you really wanted to, you can sell ice Eskimos, but you really just have to know how, right? <laughs> but you know, it's all about just learning, um, you know, who your audience is. And that's where I feel like the magic happened within myself. And I just fell in love with, you know, creating products and creating a marketplace for people to find better ways to live. It's like a, a jam. That's very cool. That's, yeah. that's super cool. So performing arts, singing in Thailand, I mean, that's pretty fascinating. What specifically took you to Thailand in order to sing? So great question. Never really thought about it. <laughs> um, I just had a deep passion for music. And till this day, you know, I mean, you love music yourself too. I do. It brings me home and it makes me feel grounded. And I remember being young and just wanting to be a singer. Like every video that my mother ever filmed me was like, I want to be a singer. And so my grandmother speaking the native tongue and, you know, we grew up speaking Thai at home. She said, let's just go try it out and see what happens. So, you know, every summer when we were in Thailand, um, there was a summer where she's like, let's just go do it. So we walk in, we, we, we interviewed, we did a last minute like um, audition. And sure enough, like three months later, you know, I got a call back from Bangkok saying, do you want to move to Thailand? I was like, no way, this is like a prank. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is like real life. Um, and they offered me a contract when wow. I was 14 and a wow. half. So I was like, you know, let's do it. Yeah, you know, like how many times are you going to get offered something this amazing? So took it in yeah. and ran. Did you speak Thai before you moved? Yes. Okay. Yes. That helps a lot. I mean, I learned how to be a little bit more um, cultural when I got there because I was I was born in the Western world, um, but did struggle a lot with, with, the, with the dynamic and the changes. Wow. Yeah. And you ended up going to boarding school there too. I did. So like it was it was crazy. <laughs> it was a huge shift um, growing up in a public school system in California, and going into the most prestigious elite school in Bangkok and in Asia. Um, I went to Harrow International School, Bangkok, which is a British boarding school. Um, crazy culture shock. Um, I was you know black sheep, of course. Aww. I played. I mean, I paid my way through the entire thing. Yeah. And it was such a great experience. I met a lot of great people along the way. Till this day, we're still very good friends. And you know, you just get thrown into this um, beautiful culture of entrepreneurs and children who grew up with the opportunity to, you know, build businesses or homes or property. It's just so cool. Like it's like so cool. <laughs> I wouldn't trade it again for anything. That's awesome. What was the hardest part though about just completely kind of uprooting the life as you know it and moving at such a young age? Mm -hmm. I think uprooting is something that I grown to really appreciate. Didn't really understand it when I was young. I had a single mother, so we were always constantly moving and uprooting to Asia was more of like a challenge at that time, like in retrospect, of course. Mm -hmm. And I think it just builds resilience, you know, to be able to handle changes and, and know that change is okay and really just going along with it and not really resisting it yeah that's a good lesson for <laughs> all of us is being able to adapt to change and being able to be comfortable with it because it's the only constant that we have yes sister it's true yeah and you know once you become grounded in knowing that change is constant like you're you're able to go through life in a much more non-resistant way yeah. And, it's, and it's great. It's been great so far. 
Okay, so then how did you pivot from singing and performing into marketing, media? What really prompted that type of a, a transition? It was so difficult, actually, because uh, I moved back to the States when I was 23. Okay. Uh, immediately had a family at 25 and, you know, a stay-at-home mom. And I was wondering, what, what do I do from here? Okay. You know, there was a point in time where I felt like I was stuck and I just did not know why. And being a mother pushed me into this world of um, creativity and I just wanted to be connected with my child. So I started doing influencer marketing because it was so new back then. Like, you know, I was getting products from brands like Up A Baby, all these brands that we see now that are super, you know, like well-established in the industry was fairly new back then. And there was a huge movement for millennial moms and breastfeeding and all these things that I was so in alignment with. And I kind of started there. I was like, you know, posting for products and, you know, they were doing me really well. And then I saw the, the, the bridge in between that was missing. So as I said before, like when I was singing and dancing, I, I saw the marketing that went on behind it. And then I saw the final product and I saw how it was being consumed in the market. Yep. I was like, wait a minute, like maybe I can put the two to two and two together. And that's how I pivoted into, you know, just reaching out to brands. Every hundred cold email I sent, maybe I got back to, <laughs> or sometimes none. But I was constantly like, you know, I'm going to keep on going. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm at home. I'm breastfeeding. I'm not doing anything. So that kind of just, you know, my I feel like my perseverance really just stuck through. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, I got to meet a brand like Boca, which is actually the funniest thing ever how we met. I'm not sure if I ever shared you the story. No. So the founder and I um, were working on this other project with another client. And we were supposed to do a giveaway partnership and he just did not show up. So I was oh, so upset. I was like, yeah, I called the company. I was like, who's your CEO? This is wrong. You know, I just went off and I was like, I need to speak to your superior. And I got a DM back on Instagram. See, I am the founder, it's only me. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, like so many times, like you think a company that looks so well, big and established, it's just one or two people running the entire thing. Um, and I guess I just like went way off, but that's how I basically pivoted into being, you know, an entrepreneur, like, you know, wanting to build a company from small and scale it to the way it is now. Yeah, that makes sense. It does, it does. So you met the founder of Boca. What then transpired such that you got involved in working with them? You met them, but like, they so, were open and receptive to your help? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty bad. I was like, this is unacceptable behavior. I would never ever allow, you know, my team to do this. And he's, and then I realized, wait, like he's human too. And I felt really bad. And so I sent a follow-up email, just, you know, being completely transparent. I was like, hey, you look like you need help. <laughs> and we laugh about it till this day. Cause Aww. yeah. And I was like, I really want to help you. Like you, you've got a great brand. Like yeah. you grow so much more. There's so many, you know, cracks through your, your, your products, like your, your alignment and marketing right now. So let me help. Yeah. And so he's like, really? Like you would help? And that's how our relationship started from there. I was still pregnant with my third. So that would be almost seven years ago. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. For those that don't know, Boca is a natural-based toothpaste that utilizes hydroxyapatite. So it's really great for remineralizing your teeth. I found it years ago uh, when doing a bunch of research and trying to find really healthy toothpaste that heal your teeth rather mm -hmm. than continue to just perpetuate the challenges that some of us experience when our 
teeth are not as naturally strong as we would like them to be. So yes. wow, you nailed that. <laughs> we, where were you nine years ago when we needed a marketing campaign? <laughs> I, I love their toothpaste. I still use it to this day. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great brand and it's really fun that you then got to be a part of its growth. And I mean, tell us about its growth and how you took it from kind of where it was initially operating to where it is now. Right. So it was always a test and go. We were so new in this category. And as we know, we have giant CPG companies like Crest, Colgate, who have been in the market for so long, trying to go natural, but really not going natural. Um, so we were up against Goliath, right? But when we pivoted, we really went the authentic route. We went with dental professionals who were seeking holistic alternatives. We really tapped into a market that was untouched. And when we went viral, it was during the time of COVID, when people were already trying to seek preventative measures and kind of like preventing the problem at root. And that's what Boke is all about. So not only is it a toothpaste company, but we truly believe in the, the mouth and body connection. Because anything that goes in your mouth, your mouth is full of tissues and it's absorbing everything into your body. And so we found that by communicating this and creating a community of people who were actively taking care of their bodies and you know spreading this information for free uh, became such a pivotal time for us because we now are now advocating for a lot of people who just don't know why there's like so many diseases happening with their body. Um, so we we did so many different studies with, um, you know, Ask the Dentist, who's a great, huge supporter. And from there, I handled all organic social media. We did affiliate marketing, which is incredible. And then we started uh, slowly expanding into retail, like anthropology, we then got into Goop. Goop was our biggest supporter. Gwyneth Paltrow actually picked up our product and organically posted. We're like, what is this? <laughs> like DMing with Gwyneth Paltrow. This yeah, is like- GP, that's pretty awesome. GP is huge. And you know, they may have a lot of controversial narrative around them, but what they're doing, I feel like is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And so from there, we kind of just um, rode the wave and we went viral on TikTok from customers and we realized like it's all about customers. and. So we kept it very organic. All the press that we ever got was 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 seeded, so it was never paid for, which is huge in marketing because there's a difference between paying for your media space and earning that on your own. So I kind of just wore all the hats until we we exit, and it was such an incredible journey. I can't tell you how excited I am when I met you, but you know, because we, I was shocked that like an online business was able to connect me with someone who's as like conscious and you know, like really into the health like you. Yep. So that was like a big win. That was fun. I, my eyes lit up. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> fangirling. Well, and we met in such a fun way. It was a yeah. Wednesday afternoon, just past summer. We live in the same um, building and I had come down to the pool. I needed a break. I always say, I don't get to take vacations. I take hours off. I don't take days off. And so I'd already been working that morning. I was going downstairs to get some sunshine and before I was gonna go back up inside and, and get back to it and you were sitting out there with another friend of ours and they were drinking champagne yes and i just commented like oh my gosh that's so much fun it's a wednesday yes you're popping bottles that's awesome and of course cal immediately is just like well you want a glass yes <laughs> you know i'm trying to say yes to more things in life <laughs> sure why not let's go 
and just had a delightful time. And I think we immediately like realized the Boca connection. Yeah. Like, as soon as I heard the brand name that you had been working on, mm-hmm. like, you spoke up. Yeah, we had just started, we had just exit too yeah. when we met. Yeah. And I was like telling her about it. And I was just so amazed by like the way that we connected that day. It was just all so organic and you know, it's just like spiraled from there. So. Yeah, it was fun. Beautiful. Can we do it again this summer? <laughs> I mean, any more fun Wednesdays. Yes, right? yes. A lot of work right now. Um, okay, so then post Boca exit, are you still working with them? What is, what's going on now? What is what is in your pipeline? So post acquisition, we kind of transferred everything over to the new firm mm-hmm. and took over, and they're doing an incredible, incredible job at um, scaling them. So I think we're still number one on Amazon. So that's great. But I, I stayed on for about a year. I'm very lucky I was one of the last grassroots members to be able to, you know, give them all the dream that I built so that they're able to carry it out. So we launched into, um, we launched into Ultra. Yep. Ultra or Ulta? Ulta. 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 We launched into <laughs> So we launched into Ulta about six months ago. Okay. And yeah, it's been doing great. We closed out the account about two months ago with myself and Boca. Yeah, so sad. Um, but I still, you know, every now and then talk to the brand director, who's incredible, Nisha, and she's just been taking care of the brand really well. We've launched so many products from them. You know, we got we got into the entire whitening system. It's just been incredible. So that chapter is done. And I'm on to new things, as okay. you know, and I brought something for you today too. Okay. So this is under pressure. They, I know you're into acupuncture and acupressure and all I am. Things. I am. So these are acupressure beads. They are at home acupuncture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, all right. So good. Cool. <laughs> Did I get you? Heighten right? pleasure and ignite desire. Okay. Mm, and this sleep. Yes. Awesome. Sleep the way nature intended. Okay. So what do I do? So these are little beads that if a lot of people are now catching on to this, but they started off as ear seeds in Australia. Too. Yeah, yeah, I use those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ear seeds, it's kind of like the the pivot in the market, um, but we took it as like a step further by working with traditional Chinese doctors to create protocols for each symptoms that we may be experiencing. Um, I know this is a little that fun. so great. It's incredible. So that's the arousal one, and there is a good kind of pressure. The good, the great kind of pressure, <laughs> and this is our sleep protocol, which okay. I. I need that obsessed with. So when we work with the artesium doctor, we basically pulled out each point in our body. As you know, like a lot of people don't know this, but we have pressure points in our body that stimulate certain parts of our organs. You know, everything's connected. And so we created these little protocols where, you know, we are now helping people bring this into their home at a fraction of the cost. It's like $200 a visit. Yeah, no, it's expensive. It's, it's, it's expensive. It's expensive. And to mm-hmm. maintain that, it's like, you know, like, where do I, where do I stop? Like, you, you can't. It's like an ongoing preventative thing. So this is only like 55 bucks. Okay. And you can go and on how many So these you take out of the little bags. Yep. And we have like a little tweezer right here. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so you keep these beads on each of these pressure points. Okay. For three to five days. Okay. And you only use it on one side of your body. Interesting. And then you switch for every okay. five days, because you know it has to balance mm-hmm. out. And that's how you do it. I mean, let me know how it goes for you it's when fun. you try I'm it. Excited. But if, you, for, if you're familiar with ear seeds, then you yeah. 
absolutely adore. Oh my this. gosh, those got me through a very stressful period mm. in my life. So now I'm I sure. Yeah, awesome. Okay, I love this. Yeah, so this is called Under Pressure, the Good Kind of Pressure. We are officially launching December 12th. Okay. We've soft launched already and just, you know, I love the um, packaging on these. This is awesome. It's beautiful. And probably a little bit difficult to have manufactured just because of the shape. Yes. I'm sure this took a little bit to find somebody who could deliver mm -hmm. on it. We just went back and forth, the, you know, the founder and I like many times and, you know, we're super OCD with design and all that. Yeah. And so we launched four months later than what we originally wanted to, which is so super common, by the way, guys, like delays, delays and malfunctions and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things, things get in the way and happen. And I mean, things don't go the way we plan. I mean, just this morning, um, I brought coffee for us <laughs> pre-recording and yeah. absolutely spilled it all over the entire table, all over the floor, all over the electronics, all over the mics. So, you know, it's very exciting. Just, it, yeah, things don't always go the way that you're expecting. <laughs> um, and you keep going. You roll so. with the punches. Very okay, nice. so then what's the, what's the, like the launch plan for this, mm -hmm. you're, you've done a soft launch, you're launching in December, mm -hmm. later this month. Um, where do you see this, this going? So when I see Under Pressure, I, it really reminds me of when I started working on Boca. Mm -hmm. It's just knowing its potential and knowing that it can actually change a lot of people's lives. And I start from there, like knowing that that is my goal. So everything that I do around that is gonna serve that purpose. Um, we ideally wanna eventually get into healthcare Okay. Because I believe that, you know, as Western medicine is, is great, but it's very reactive. And so our mission is to prevent diseases from forming and, you know, relieve anxiety before it happens. And the goal for Under Pressure is to slowly expand. Um, we are a DTC based company, so it's direct to consumer. You can get on subscription and eventually next year we're going to expand into retail. Okay. Yeah. So we have a few, um, a few that have signed on. So you should be seeing something early 2024. Awesome. Very familiar companies. Okay. And um, from there, hopefully we slowly expand into more niche markets, like okay. the Neiman Marcus and stuff like that. More of a gift guide for, for people that, you know, gift their friends. Yeah. With good health. With Well, and that's a neat thing to be able to do because, I mean, health is certainly a, a personal pursuit. It's one that requires a lot of internal accountability. Mm -hmm. um, and when we outsource it to others, Oftentimes the results are not as great as they would be if we really took accountability ourselves. So I love this. This is a lot of fun. Um, but in addition to working with Boca and now under pressure, you also have your own firm. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that. Yeah. So my boutique agency is called Social Mar, and it's basically social marketing. Mm -hmm. And it has been going on for about eight years now, but it started off with just me. And now there's two of us. <laughs> when when I say we back then, it was just me and me. Yeah, the and me, royal me. we. The royal we. Very <laughs> yeah. um, But yeah, so my my main bread and butter is consulting for startups and kind of helping them create a strategy to go to market or even branding. We help with you know content, just anything basically to get your brand equity to build that strong presence and you know build a community uh, for your for your company. And it's been going great. It's very slow and steady, but we we work long term with a lot of brands. We've worked with Avocado, which is the bed com mattress company. Yeah. yeah. Um, Up a baby, mm -hmm. which is the baby company ultimate experience. We work with so many different 
verticals. So it's it's the same for me. I find it that we have like a strategy and we just have to like maneuver it into the brand. So that's what we do. I mean, we as an I. <laughs> so then how do you um, how do you find these organizations to work with business development for consulting practices can be challenging. What do you find fills your pipeline? So when I first started, like I said, we did all cold email outreaches. And from there, I believe in building very strong relationships with the people that I work with. And my biggest thing is delivering quality work, regardless of how you feel with your internal team or, you know, anything that goes on, you know, because it becomes very stressful sometimes. But my biggest thing is relationships. So as long as you're building a genuine relationship with your clients or the people that you work with, you now become you know, friends. And when you become friends, you know, you build a stronger connection with your work and your work just gets delivered in a way where it's top quality, you know? And I have just carried that into every relationship that I bring. And sometimes I know it's it's, it's really outrageous. It but shouldn't have to be. It shouldn't have to be, but you know, to be the norm. To be the norm. And so that's kind of just my, my way. And, you know, the magic comes from being able to connect. Yeah. with people and when you're able to connect you you break and you you know you shatter glass ceilings it's just how i operated yeah mm -hmm. so you've got a lot always going on and on your plate in a lot of different ways also a mom of three i mean with that i i can't even begin to fathom what mm -hmm. that is like um how do you balance how do you come back to yourself man that's a great question so owning a company starting i mean doing startups being a single mom of three is just crazy to me. Sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> it's a constant go, 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 go. But you know, like sometimes I look at it as like, we only get to do this once. And if we're having fun doing it, it just becomes so rewarding. You know, I, like I've homeschooled my kids all their life. They just started going to school and seeing them go out there, becoming little humans, making decisions on their own, with how I nurtured them. It's just incredible, right? It's like building a brand. <laughs> yeah, I don't like building humans. But building little humans. And these little humans, you know, like are, are a reflection of me, just like all my brands that I build and, and exit. So it's it's just beautiful. I, I find I find the journey way more fun than the, the destination, yeah. always. And I know that's so cheesy, but like, what do you do post acquisition? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. So that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> okay. Are there any, um, in addition to under pressure, acupressure beads, mm -hmm. are there any other health and wellness practices that you, that are non-negotiable for you that keep you centered? Absolutely. Meditation. Okay. Meditation is huge. So I grew up in a very Theravedic family where we practice meditation even when we walk or when we're brushing our teeth. Just little moments where you can really just be present is very important to myself and my children. And children, as we know now, we're so consumed with constant entertainment or just stimulation. And myself as well, like I'm in social media and there's times where I really just have to get off. Right. Right, but um, a non-negotiable for sure is meditation. And number two is being genuine regardless of whatever relationship you run into. I think being genuine and knowing that you're providing your best self, you'll never, you'll never, you'll never lose. You know what I mean? Like you will always win. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because, you know, when you're younger, you, you have so much to prove. Or like me. <laughs> so you're constantly seeking something that's outward. But as long as you're bringing something from the insides out, I think that's sustainable. That's beautiful. Stop. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> so are you, you're traveling a bit right now. More yes. so than you have been. Yes. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> Any um, thoughts or advice you have for other consultants who might be on the road mm -hmm. or navigating that road warrior lifestyle? Yes, I journal a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. Way less of my daughter, who shares the same birthday as Kelsey. I do. Very cute. <laughs> um, we're very similar too, we found. <laughs> the same exact <laughs> spitting image and mirroring yeah. uh, personalities. <laughs> I think it's important to to when you're traveling as an entrepreneur or even having a busy schedule to always carve a little time out for yourself. It gets crazy and it's okay. There's times I'm like, oh man, I just want to throw in the towel. Like this is not my day. <laughs> We've all had that, you know, cause yeah, it's yeah. inevitable. It's inevitable. Yeah. So, but, but go along with it and go all the way, <laughs> get it out and then come back in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, that's, that's a, a different perspective too. Cause I mean, Traveling takes a lot mm -hmm. from you. It's, mm -hmm. it's a grueling experience and being able to stay balanced while you're doing it so that you can deliver to a high degree of quality to the clients that you're working with. I mean, that's, that's critical to mm -hmm. being successful. So yeah. speaking of just being successful, any thoughts or advice you have for others who may be considering entry or improvement in the world of marketing, branding, and magic. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to really enjoy your craft. And as long as you're enjoying your craft or whatever it is that you're trying to push out into the world, have it come from a place where you know that I can wake up tomorrow and be super excited to get out of bed. I think I struggled a lot when I was younger to, to kind of, you know, community. I loved being a singer, but I didn't love being on stage. I really didn't. I hated it. It's <laughs> like, why do I have to do this? But, you know, I was young. It's part of it. It's a part of it. And I, I truly admired being behind the scenes and seeing the, the product come to life. And so once you go through these different experiences in life, you kind of, you know, piece together, okay, what do I love? And when you find that, you hone in on that. And there's never a day you're gonna wake up and be like, I don't wanna do this. You might wake up and be like, oh, I'm a little tired. But, you know, think of the three things that truly bring you joy in that moment. Like I said, meditation and being present. And that really brings you back to a place where, like, okay, well, now I have the feel. Now I wanna do it. And then that spirals. And I truly believe that, you know, if you're starting out new and you really don't know where to place your energy, you know, it's just like, tune out all the stuff that you don't need to do immediately and kind of like focus on the things that are like, you know, within your reach. And then it'll take you on a journey and you don't know. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna be pushing toothpaste, <laughs> like, you know, when I was singing in Asia, like, <laughs> like my, my, my 14 year old self would be like, there's no way you're in marketing, like, you know? So just think about that and, and, and pivot and pivot again. and fail and fail harder and fail faster and fail smarter because failing is really inevitable and you will beat yourself up surely but you will feel good about it in retrospect when you look back like oh that's why i needed to fail so that when i work on this like i you know i know how to fix this or 
it's just so just don't be afraid to fail yeah you know well it's it's i tend to look at it as it's not failure it's just a lesson Mm -hmm. it's it's an awareness now of Mm -hmm. okay that's not for me or I gained this from that yeah. and I'm not meant to do this or I'm meant to pursue it in this way, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a lesson rather than just a, a, a failure. Exactly. If we can take something from it, then we can use it for good. Yeah. That's what I loved about you too. Like when we have our, you know, poolside conversations in the sun, <laughs> you know, we, we always come back to this energy of like being able to to understand like it's about the words that you use and how to you know maybe rewire that you know make it feel good and and go about your day like that so are there any um words or sayings that you have taken out of your vocabulary as of late Mm -hmm. um (laughs) it comes back every once in a while but at home we try to say that you know we get to do this yes we get to we get to do this we're so, you know, lucky we get to have this mm-hmm. and versus have to. Yeah, versus have to or make it like so much of a like obligation, you know, and we've shifted a lot at home just by changing those words. Cause now my kids are like, Mommy, yay, we get to do the dishes. <laughs> We're grateful we have dishes to do. Yeah. Means we have food to eat. Exactly. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and my daughter who's very similar to Kelsey, she's like, we get to have truffles today. I was like, do we? <laughs> that's that's a little extreme. Like, it's not about truffles. It's about getting to, you know, have a nice meal together. <laughs> so, you know, I, I really love seeing my kids practice this. I didn't, you know, grow up with a very, um, uh, how do you say this? Parents who were open in having conversations like these. So sure. seeing them adapt and really just grasping onto that, it just makes me happy. Well, and that mental shift does a lot for our well-being of course yeah yeah words are vibrations and sometimes even when you're spiraling spiraling out of control on a bad day like you realize like wait wait let me just yeah gotta check myself check myself and then restart back in yeah take it out <laughs> yeah yes napping is my go-to mm-hmm. and i'm um, just yeah see that or shower or yeah. like go walk outside mm-hmm. for sure and you really live it too guys like you have to see kelsey she's just incredible like she does it all <laughs> like everything really not all at the same time <laughs> no <laughs> everything in its place i've always thought that like we get what we want but rarely all at the same time mm-hmm. yeah. same thing goes for being able to do it all mm-hmm. you can but just not all at once things yeah. happen at different times in your life when they're ready so. I love any other thoughts or advice you would give to other mm-hmm. consultants yeah i mean i hope that my experience can shed some light on the things that you have been seeking you know um i really don't feel like i'm any different than anybody else i feel like we're all given the opportunity to find whatever it is that we want and if you want it you can just write it out journaling there's a great study on the physical aspect of writing down your thoughts that help manifest that and bring that to life. I'm, I'm reading the bullet journal again for the second time and, you know, compartmentalize what you want and, and slowly dial that down and go for it because, you know, as long as you go for it, you'll know that it's your, it's, it's yours to have or not. And if it's not, then you, you keep going, you know, but never settle or stop yourself because of your own like imposter syndrome, which we all struggle with from time to time, you know, get over that and then keep going.
yeah, whatever it is, like you wanna you wanna sell, you know, ice to Eskimos, like I said, you know, there's Eskimos willing to buy your ice if it's enticing. <laughs> maybe it's flavored, maybe yeah. It, yeah, maybe it's flavored, maybe it's carved. Like there's so many ways to sell ice, but you know, you gotta find the person that wants to buy it and, mm -hmm. and create a market and create a narrative, and it's all about story building. You know, if there's a story in something, just look at yourself as a consumer. Like, would I buy this? Why would I buy this? And and go from there. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. You know, I love getting to chat with you anytime. Of course. Uh, although I will say we are much more nicely dressed today than we are normally <laughs> seeing each other in our casual workout wear. So I love seeing you in all your. I mean, she and I we see each other in our. Workout gear, our pole gear, our our off day gear. Yeah, yeah. And this is the most put together. This so is, a, this is a bit good. more put together for sure. Yes. So thank you so much for having me. I'm Absolutely. always inspired by you, and I can't wait to come back on with awesome. like more products that we're shifting into the market. So sweet, awesome. Well, thank you, Kath. All right, thank you. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Consultants Council. Thank you so much for your interest and engagement. Let us know what you'd like to learn more about by writing into info at theconsultantscouncil.com. Thanks to Kelsey Consulting for sponsoring this podcast and to Class Act Media for the media support. And with that, cheers and all my best. Have a great week. And remember, what's possible? Do more.